Dr. Andrew Corbett's here with us with another Wednesday morning discussion. Good morning, sir. Oh, man, I was enjoying Cameron, I want to talk about the steps for turning your hurt into your help. And throughout life, we are often shaped by certain moments. There are defining moments, moments that maybe are the occasion for great joy, but there are also moments that are the occasion for sadness. And sometimes those moments shape us into the people we become. They they become defining moments. Now, I'm I'm a great believer in the fact that moments that are particularly negative don't actually make us who we are. They reveal who we really are. So for some people whose character, and we're going to talk about this in a moment, whose character is such that they, they, they don't process some of these setbacks in life well, they will resort to doing the things that will keep their character underdeveloped. And that is, yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll do things like blame people, they will uh, shift the blame they'll shift the responsibility they will take on and and i i need to elaborate a little bit about this but they'll take on a a victim mindset rather than the mindset of an emotionally healthy person which is that when when we understand how life really works that we we understand that that life is going to have its share of setbacks and because of that we approach life realistically. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. So sometimes these moments in our life are quite hurtful, and we've all experienced that. If you haven't, you just haven't been on planet Earth long enough, that's all. Mm. You will experience hurt. Over the weekend being in and out of planes and airports and motel rooms and things like that, I was able to watch a couple of movies, Cameron, and... It's always an interesting exercise to start a movie on a plane when the movie goes for two hours, 40 minutes, and you've got one hour of flying ahead of you on a particular leg. You, <laughs> The movie I started to watch was two hours, uh, 49 minutes, okay. and I only got just over an hour into it, and it was absolutely gripping. I was quite fascinated by it. And I'd heard people talk about it. Uh, it's the movie Interstellar, and... It's quite a fascinating movie. Stars Matthew McConaughey and um, the uh, Anne Hathaway, and extremely well done. Christopher Nolan and his wife, who are just phenomenal directors, have put this thing together. Interstellar it came out last year, and there's some amazing messages in that that movie that are, are quite profound, and and one of them is when disaster hits, you you can either take the posture of a victim or you can look for a solution. And when disaster hits, we see how some people responded by, by being very destructive toward other people. And this was interesting. Of course, as a Christian, I, I have good reason to believe the Bible's account of the world, and it says that we're all tainted by a problem that causes us to be a part of the problem and that that's called sin and when 
people are left to their own devices, they will they will gravitate toward sin and its its fruit, which is harming other people. And so that movie really highlighted that and it had an interesting conclusion, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but it actually concluded that there must be a God, and there must be a God who has created a way for mankind to flourish and the best way for mankind to flourish is to interact with each other through love so very interesting message Uh, excellent job by mr mrs nolan who directed it and matthew mcconaughey and Anne hathaway if you're listening uh, matthew uh, good job on that movie so these moments sometimes cause people to be hurt and the result is that for some people they will build emotional walls they'll put barriers up because perhaps they've let someone in they've let someone close uh, getting close and they've been hurt betrayed criticized whatever and so they've they've suffered emotional hurt so they go around with walls up they're always guarded they're 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 not um they're not easy to get to know they're not easy to get close to because they've got these walls up because they have been hurt for other people what they do instead of building walls they they put on masks they will wear a mask and they may impression manage i think is the term cameron they will look happy they will conduct themselves as if everything's okay but on the inside they're aching on the inside they are hurting they are longing for a connection with someone who will listen to them and understand them this is what can happen when hurt is not processed well also just before we go to music break cameron what can often happen in these moments that cause hurt and pain is that it results in an inability an inability to trust others and i'm going to use this word functionally because I think we all need to learn. I'll talk a little bit about this as well. We need to learn how to trust, and it must be functional trust. So I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. So what happens is when that happens, when people have their, their ability to trust damaged, they take on the posture that everybody wants to hurt them, and they don't trust anyone and that's a really unhealthy posture to take with you through life so this can lead to a person becoming here's the big word for today cameron you probably haven't used this word today narcissistic narcissistic yeah i don't have you actually no no i didn't think not Not many people would have used that word today it's it's not a nice word narcissistic means that the person is so absorbed in themselves that they are unable to feel or express sympathy or empathy for others they it's just a horrible place to be and if that's where you feel you might be at i would be absolutely stunned firstly because people who are experiencing narcissism don't feel they're experiencing narcissism it's one of the traits of narcissism (laughs) so i want to i want to talk about some of these things but let's come let's come back after this music break and we're going to continue to talk about the five steps for turning your hurt into your help good stuff so far from dr andrew corbett more shortly after a song from years and years 
Right. In the middle of uh, a Wednesday morning discussion with Dr. Andrew Corbett. And uh, so far, uh, I'm certainly getting a lot out of it, and I hope you are too. Andrew. Yeah, Cameron, this is something that will affect all of us to varying degrees. And, and it is something that most of us don't ever have any coaching or help in processing the kinds of hurts that can really set us back. And so we've mentioned that life does have its moments. It has moments where, where, we, where we can be hurt. And as a result of being hurt, we can build walls or put on masks. We can lose our ability to trust functionally. And we can then even become, and here's this word, and it's a horrible word, narcissistic and narcissistic is where you're so absorbed in your own hurt and pain and you you as i said you may be wearing a mask so that others aren't fully aware of your hurt and pain and that becomes a part of your pain as well because you feel no one understands and no one wants to understand and no one is even prepared to listen to hear where your heart's at or where your soul is hurting or aching that, that this word narcissistic means that you, you actually lose the ability to sympathize and empathize with others. So to show sympathy is to go with someone through their pain. Empathy is to, is to have a, a keen sense of another's emotional state. So uh, to feel empathy for someone is, is kind of to feel their pain, to understand what they are going through. So narcissistic people don't think of others. They, you know, and it's, it's a bizarre thing when someone can be pouring their heart out to a narcissistic person and the narcissist, this narcissistic person, will almost respond as if they haven't heard a thing they were just told. And it's, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> but... I, I, I'm hoping that if there are people who perhaps are prepared to be honest enough and say, you know, I've been hurt and I've, I've actually lost that ability to care for others, to, to feel for others, to feel along with others, then I've got, I've got some things I'd like to share with you today and, and, I, and I, I trust that they will help because this is what we want to talk about, how to turn your hurt into your help so there's a couple of things we need to just put on the table so that we're we're really clear about this Cameron I don't know if you've noticed but we live in a world where the following happens people will let us down Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) sorry I I know you're waiting for the news flash then but it's kind of like well (laughs) duh Andrew of course yeah it is and it should be that it should be that people go yeah, I know. I know that is the world. But for some people, whenever someone lets them down, it's it's like this momentous stop the world. I can't believe what's just happened. I didn't think this would ever happen to me. But the reality is it is the world we live in. Not not only that, can I just also point out you will let someone down. It's it's just cuz you're human. You you will. You are a part of a world where you will let someone down. And why should it then surprise you when others let you down? 
So this is the world we live in. Also, we live in a world where people don't always hear us or listen to us. And I could put the word well, but I don't even think I need to put that word. I think we just live in a world where we want someone to hear us. We want someone to listen to us. And the world that we live in is is a world where not everyone's going to do that. It's just reality. And again, I've met people who are utterly shocked. They are totally dismayed. It's 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 as if they can't process what they're what they're experiencing because they tried to share with someone what they're thinking or feeling, and it was as if the other person wasn't even listening and couldn't even hear them. And for them, they're just utterly shocked. And sometimes, can I just say on behalf of all followers of Jesus, <laughs> so it, this this does not exempt Christians. You know, there there are I. I find that there are some people who are utterly shocked that some Christians are human. Cameron, this is a newsflash. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. I know. So, and they say things like this. You know, I, I, I expected people who perhaps weren't religious, didn't know Jesus to respond this way. Oh, but I didn't expect it from a Christian. Can I tell you, there are some Christians who are still on a journey. Yeah, I'll put in my fact, hand up straight away. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say all Christians are on a journey. Yes. And as a result of that, you're going to discover Christians who are sensitive and they're deeply caring. That they have a, a, a deeply refined ability to show empathy and sympathy. But let's come back down that that uh, sliding scale, and and I'm going to tell you there are some Christians who haven't developed that. They haven't refined yep. that. And they are human, and their their humanity is such that they share the same difficulties and challenges that that the rest of us have to battle with and and struggle with as well. So just appreciate that. Here's the next thing about this world we live in: disappointments happen. Disappointments happen. So I guess as we go through this list describing the world we live in, I want people to to think in terms of if this is the world that I share with everyone else, what am I going to do about it? Because for some people, they want to change the world so that these things don't happen. And I, I admire your altruism and your your desire to see utopia brought to earth but the reality is this side of god's final plan for mankind we are going to experience each of these things here's another one people violate the trust of others and let let me bring it home people violate our trust they will this is the world we live in now if it sounds like a bleak picture i i i'm not trying to be bleak i'm just trying to be realistic this is the world we live in and i know as teenagers young people come through life and they they begin to experience these things these things can really knock them for a six this can really set them back quite dramatically and i guess by appreciating that this is the world we live in when these things happen it's not the momentous shock that it seems to be for many people i was last night i had to drive about a thousand kilometers uh each way to go and pick up my daughter now that's that's me speaking dad talk cameron you got to understand 
it wasn't a thousand kilometres. It was only 150. But I'm, I'm, okay. I'm leveraging okay. the emotional uh, debt she now owes me because I, I did this at late last night to go and pick her up. And dr- driving in the night uh, on a road that I, that I was somewhat familiar with, but not entirely familiar with, I'm looking down at my GPS. And I'm even though it's dark, I can't see the road ahead. I'm looking at my GPS and I can see, uh aha, the road is about to sweep to the left. So I'm braced for it. I'm ready for it. So when the road sweeps to the left, I'm, yeah, that's what the GPS told me was going to happen. I am prepared for it. And I think in life, we need to have an accurate GPS. These are some of the GPS coordinates. Uh, People let us down. People don't always listen to or hear us. Disappointments happen. People violate our trust. And how about this one? Accidents, injuries, diseases will happen they will i i sometimes hear people say you know why do all the bad things happen to me you know i had a cold last week i got a headache this week i cut my pinky this week life is so cruel no it's not it's just life this is just life accidents happen injuries happen diseases happen it's just life and i'm not saying it's good (laughs) But I do want us to recognise when you look down at the GPS of life, it says this is what's coming up. Also, how about this one? And this is a sad reality. Again, I'm just stressing, I don't like, I don't like any of these things, actually. But it is the reality we live in. And how about this one? Crime impinges on all of us. Crime impinges on all of us. I'd long for the day when we as Tasmanians can figure out how we can dramatically reduce our crime rate. There's a lot I could say about that because I have a keen interest in this and uh, I'm a keen supporter of Prison Fellowship in Tasmania who are working at reducing the rate of a, a released prisoner uh, repeats their crime. So anyway, that's, that's another point. But crime impinges on us all and we need... We need to appreciate this is the world we live in. Now, all of these things, Cameron, can become a catalyst for hurt. And I want to talk about how we process these things, these hurts, after we come back from news and talk about how we turn the five steps of turning our hurt into our help. Okay, there we go. Back with more shortly here on Launceston's YFM. Let's go to news now at nine (laughs) o'clock. It is. And it is. It's a pleasure to see the rest of Australia coming in line with Tasmania Cameron on the temperature scale. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's, and it has, for those, for those people who have moved to Tasmania this year and are thinking, my goodness me, what is going on? Well, trust me, we're all asking the same thing as well. It, it has been particularly cold. This is the coldest winter I've experienced in 20 years here. So d- don't, don't you know, book your ticket and sell your house just yet. Just hang in there. We're nearly through this. And when we come into spring, you will see some of the most gorgeous colours, some of the most gorgeous scenery anywhere on the planet. So just hang in there, um, crank your heater up, <laughs> buy some gloves and a beanie, and you'll be you'll get through it. You'll be fine. Go to station sponsor Pellet Fires Tasmania There you go. Well. Pellet Fires. Go and see Pellet Fires Tasmania and get yourself an economical way to heat your house there you go that's a that's a great piece of advice from our station sponsors pellet fires tasmania exactly cameron 
we we've been describing the world in which we live and really setting it up to show why people can be hurt people can be hurt because perhaps they felt rejection because of the world uh, perhaps uh, they their parents broke up when they were little perhaps there was uh, some physical harm or worse done to them when they were young and these are all occasions for hurt perhaps someone disappointed them let them down even significantly perhaps um, a husband or a wife has felt betrayed which is just horrible and there's all these reasons for people feeling hurt and so i want to now kind of switch gears let's let's also paint a a bit more of a complete picture about this world because while it's fair to say in this world in this real world people let us down people don't always listen to or hear us disappointments happen people violate our trust accidents injuries diseases happen crime impinges on us and all those things can lead to hurt plus we can add into that you know the overall banner of relationship breakdown and so on we also live in a world where love happens love from others happens and sometimes when you're so hurt and you're you're hurtling plummeting into narcissism it's actually really difficult to recognize the love from others it's people can be loving you and loving you and loving you and when you are so hurt and and so absorbed in that hurt it's really difficult to recognize the love that that actually is coming your way from others it could be your parents could be your friends could be family it could be those around you and 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 i've seen that when people are so hurt they can't see it and they actually feel and they'll even say to people who are loving them no one cares no one is my friend no one loves me and this is a really bizarre thing for those who are loving them are caring and are being their friend here's another positive part of life that we live in the reality of this world many people are trustworthy they actually are trustworthy they're actually decent good reliable trustworthy people this world is full of them they are not everybody is going to betray you hurt you abuse you there are there are uh, I would actually say there are more people who are decent, caring, loving, trustworthy people than the opposite of that. There's really some really good people in this world. And that's a part of the world we live in as well. Two more things. One, there's opportunities all around us all the time for us to grow and develop as a, as a human being, as a person. But when we're hurt, when we're when we're in the early stages of narcissism we don't see it we can't see the opportunities for us to grow and develop and then here's this one this is the reality of the world we live in there are more people in this world who want to help you than hurt you and anytime there's a disaster just watch what happens you know uh, the newscast might feature a family that suffered tragedy or a community that suffered tragedy watch what happens overnight the people rally around that family they rally around that community they they, and it just shows a warm-heartedness 
This is the world we live in. Yes, there's all those unfortunate realities, but there's all these other realities of the world that we lose sight of if you believe everything you see on the 6 o'clock news. Because if you believe everything you, you see on the news, you think this world is only the first half of that reality, that picture. But it's not. There's there's some really good news stories. The the problem for news directors and uh, directors of, of, of uh, news and so on, news department and media outlets is good news hardly sells <laughs> good news yeah good news doesn't true. get the ratings yeah but there are there's some wonderful people in this world and i'm sure you know them i want to introduce <clears throat> the first at least the first one of the five steps for turning your hurt into your help here's the first one trust functionally trust functionally what that means is we live in a world where people have lost the art of how to trust and they they either they go from zero to one and and zero is off and one is on they either fully trust or they don't trust at all and Karen that is just dumb that is just really dumb if 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 people are living like that and and trusting like that it's not functional trust the reason is if you if you refuse to trust someone or fully trust someone, they're your only two options, you will be hurt. You will be hurt because if you take the former, you refuse to trust them, you'll be very suspicious of them, you'll be guarded, you'll always be defensive, and whenever you go into a football tackle, I'm sure you've seen a few football games, whenever they go in to the to the to uh, get the ball and they go in with the goal, Cameron, of not being hurt... What's going to happen to that player? They may get hurt. Yeah, they're probably yeah. going to get hurt. Yes. And they're probably not even going to get the ball, which they Correct. thought they were trying to get. Yes. So they won't get the they won't achieve their goal and they will get hurt if they go into this this um, you know, whatever you call that on a football field when there's a whole when there's about fifty seven million players trying to get that one little Stacks on. Stacks on. <laughs> when, when that's the attitude, and it's the same in life. If you go into life with a posture that I'm either going to fully trust or not trust at all, you will be hurt. You need to do a couple of things. You need to recognize that some people you, you shouldn't trust until they've earned it. They need to earn your trust. And if they, they don't earn it, just go back to a level of transparency with them. I'm not talking about being dishonest, but I am talking about choosing your level of transparency with some people you just should not be fully transparent in fact i'm going to say that in your life there will probably be one maybe two people you should fully disclose to so that you are completely transparent with them that uh, that right there should tell people who are trying to be fully transparent with everybody that maybe that's not the best strategy for life. So trust should be earned. Trust should be graded. In other words, you you have various grades of trust that you give someone. So would you trust someone with the keys to your car or your car? Well, some I would, some I wouldn't. And that's fair enough. Yeah, uh, when my, absolutely. Absolutely indeed, Cameron. When my 16-year-old daughter asks can I drive your car, Dad? And before she's finished the sentence, I've said, no, I'm not being mean. Well, I, well, she thinks I am. I'm just exercising appropriate trust because, trust me, it's a 
wise decision, Cameron. <laughs> and so trust should be graded. You give people the, the kind of trust they've earned and you, you grade your trust to them. So trust, therefore, should be variable. Sometimes there, there are moments when you're going to trust someone more than at other moments. It's going to vary. And that this is this is not being dishonest. It's not being erratic. It's simply what we call f- trusting functionally. And then finally, trust has got to be realistic. You know, if someone is a complete stranger to you, you don't know them, you would just be unwise to give them too much of your trust. That would just be unwise. You meet someone at a nightclub for the first time, man, you would just be really unwise if you just completely opened up to them and fully trusted them. That would just be really unwise. One more before we go to a music break, and this is this is a powerful one, and I want people to hear the difference between this and the last one I just mentioned. So number five is trust functionally. Number four is forgive. And for many people, they've never really thought through the difference between trusting and forgiving. I want to suggest that you can forgive someone and you don't have to trust them. You can forgive someone and you don't ever have to trust them again. And it's For some people, they think forgiveness means trust. It doesn't. Forgiveness simply means this. Whatever hurt you are feeling because of them comes with a sense of justice. They hurt me, therefore I have a right to, well, you fill in the blanks. And the blanks could be hurt them back, um, deprive them of something, whatever it is. That's called vengeance. And when you forgive, you release that person from your right, because that's that's what justice is all about, rights. You release that person from your right to receive your vengeance. So in other words, when you forgive them, you are saying, I am not going to hurt you for what you've done to me. I forgive you. But you're not saying, I forgive you for what you've done to me. Now I'm going to fully and completely trust you again. You're not saying that. So learn to forgive. Forgiveness is the release of that person from your debt. And your debt could be a debt of justice, a debt where they hurt you, therefore you have a right to hurt them. No, forgiveness says, I I release you from my right to seek vengeance on you. Let's come back after this music break. We're in the home stretch now, and we're gonna we're gonna count down the last three on how we can turn our hurts into our help, Cameron. Back shortly with Dr. Andrew Corbett for that final stretch. It is Craig David and walking away here at YFM 921 in the home stretch of this excellent uh, uh, Wednesday morning discussion with Dr. Andrew Corbett. Yeah, Cameron, we are talking about how to turn your hurts into your help. And this is a, a life skill that I don't see as universal. I certainly don't see many people who do this. In fact, what I see are people who tend to become very vengeful, very spiteful. They, As we mentioned right at the start, they put up these emotional walls. They wear these impression management masks. They become very distrustful of others. And the problem with hurt people 
is that they tend to hurt people. So whenever you see someone who tends to be aggressive and and they, they are nice one minute and then they'll just turn on you at, at almost at the, the flick of a switch, you, you, you could probably take a pretty good guess and say this person is battling with some kind of deep rejection, deep hurt, and I need to tread very carefully. At least that's what I hope you would think. So that A, you understand them, and B, you're also protecting yourself from being hurt by them as well. So the the five steps commits number five as we count down to number one is learn to trust functionally. That's the first thing because when you get hurt by people, you you need to do what they would do in the ER section of, of any hospital in A and E. They bring you in if and they are, they are going to uh, go through three categories of priority. It's called triage. Is the person bleeding? Do we need to stop the bleeding? Is there something that's perpetuating the injury well if you go into A&E that's the very first thing they're going to do you know has the guy got a harpoon you know about to is sticking in his chest about to pierce his heart we've got to deal with that you know uh, famously Steve Earle and probably you know with the stingray thing that may not have been handled as good as it perhaps could have been and that, and perhaps you know the outcome could have been different well in life sometimes we have to do the very first thing that you, in the same principle as they do in an ER or A accident and emergency ward, and that is if there's something right now causing danger and hurt, we've got to prevent it, we've got to stop it, and that's where you've got to learn to trust functionally. So you recognise that you do need to trust people, but you do it on a different basis. The basis is that they've got to earn that trust, you've got to give different grades of trust to different people depending on what they've earned and then then there are times when you've got to vary it sometimes you you can trust you know give this much trust to someone and it may may have to be tweaked and that's just being realistic with people and then we've talked about the number four forgive if you want to recover from your hurt and take that on board as help for your life to help you grow you've got to forgive you've got to release people I I would suggest that when you forgive someone, you're saying, I, the right that I have to hurt you back, I now relinquish that. That's, that's simply it. That's, that's the, the thing that you're processing in your soul where you're saying, I no longer want to hurt you. And you've got to understand that that kind of vengeance could be a rehearsing of the hurt. So in other words, I can, Cameron, I could hurt you by bagging you out to others. And when I forgive you, I'm actually saying, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not going to bag you out to others. I'm, I'm just going to hold my tongue or whatever. So that's how you can tell if someone really has forgiven. When someone continually rehearses the hurt that they feel they've experienced from another, you know they haven't truly forgiven that person. Here's the third one, and it's a this is where we um, as if the first two aren't difficult enough this one is difficult but can i tell you of the first two this is the one you are going to have to learn to do every day every day you'll have to implement this and and it's it's and if you do i guarantee you it will change your life it's that powerful and it's this see criticism 
not as an attack, but as a gift. See criticism, not as an attack, but as a gift. If you do that, you will discover that you, your posture, you know, um, I'm on guard here because you just want to hurt me. And this person is sharing something with you. And as they're sharing it with you, you, you or they're just out to hurt me. Okay, change that posture. Maybe they're out to help you. Maybe, hey, this person's not hurting me or harming me rather. This person actually is helping me. So when a football coach comes up to a player and says, you know, when you approach the ball, I notice that you're ducking your head. Um, I don't want you to duck your head. I want you to duck your shoulder. I want you to put your shoulder down into the ball, not your head. And and that player could go, but I've always put my head down over. I've always done that. Oh, you're criticizing me as a... Well, that player's probably not going to do that. At the professional level, that player is used to being coached. And he's probably going to go, yes, coach, that's good. That's good advice. Thank you, coach. And so he's he's changed his posture. So rather than seeing criticism, whatever it might be, uh, when when you ask someone, um, I you know, I made a cake. What did you think of my cake? Well, actually, I thought the icing was a bit, bit, um, bit crystallized. Oh, you critic, you're hurting me. Don't see it that way. See it, see it as a gift. And instead of being hurt by it, respond with, "Thank you for that. That that actually really helps. I I really appreciate the advice." And this is what I was saying the other week in regard to Nick Curios. Uh, a lot of media discussion about that young man and his behaviour at Wimbledon. But I would have loved to have taken him aside and I would have loved to have had a hit with him actually and then taken him aside and said, hey, Nick, you know, when people criticise you because of your behaviour, don't take that as an attack. Take that as a gift. See it as a gift that's been given to you to help you so that you can grow. And I hope that if he took that on board, we would actually witness the growth of an amazing talent. If he could see criticism as a gift rather than as an attack. And here's two more. And again, when you, when you can't do number two unless you've done five, four, and three, here's number two. Learn to grow from your pain. Now, this is... This is one where we recognize that pain can actually help us grow, Cameron. Pain can actually be good for us. And I've heard people say, oh, well, why do we live in a world that where there's pain, where, where pain is possible? I saw a documentary on a young boy who became a teenage boy who was born without the ability to feel pain. And you might think, oh, that'd be awesome. But it's not awesome. Because this young boy's nearly died several times because he couldn't feel pain. He didn't know he was just about to bleed to death. He didn't know that he'd broken his arm and broken his leg. And he had. He'd broken bones in his body. But he couldn't feel it. He didn't know. And so the injury that he was doing to himself because he couldn't feel pain was almost going to be a very, very high price. So when we feel emotional pain, it's actually, it's actually teaching us something. We can actually learn from this. Imagine the person who gets themselves into a, a predicament and it causes deep emotional pain and then they, they move on past that moment. They come to another moment where 
the circumstances are identical. Now, how are they going to approach the, this circumstance now? Well, hopefully they're going to say, wait a minute, the last time, <laughs> the last time this happened, I ended up getting really, really hurt. I'm not going to do that again. And that's actually really, really healthy. That's turning your hurt and your pain into some, a moment of growth. You can actually grow as a person. Sometimes we have to make mistakes. It's tragic. It's sad. I don't like it, but it's necessary. You have to make mistakes. You have to feel pain in order to grow. What, what kid has grown up and never grazed their knee? I mean, the fact that we, we, we run, we trip over, and we graze our knee causes us to run with a little bit more caution the next time. What, what kid hasn't put on a pair of thongs, and or, um, if you're listening in New Zealand or America, flip-flops, and they run and they stub their toe and their toe bleeds, and then you realize, hang on, next time, next time, I think I'm going to put my sneakers on rather than my my thongs and sandals I'm, I'm going to run with sneakers and so that pain then causes them to grow as a person and you can do that emotionally the last time i got married and ended in divorce was because i didn't take the time to get to know the person i saw the warning signs where they were abusive toward me and i ignored it now you're about to head into another relationship you will grow as a person if you can learn from the pain of the previous experiences that you've had. And here's number one, and this is where we finish, and this is a powerful one. Ask God to help. And here, and I don't. That's a, that's half the statement. Ask God to help. And based on First Peter, chapter four and verse ten, I can tell you the way God normally answers a prayer like that is by sending another person to help. The Bible says that God works through people to help people. And that's 1 Peter 4.10. God gives people certain abilities and gifts so that they can help other people. So when you ask God for help, you may find that very soon someone comes into your life who may even sound like they're criticizing you, but really they are giving you a gift. They may come along and they may offer you advice. And if in your pride you're not prepared to hear that advice, you won't grow. But when you pray, God help me. God help me not to be narcissistic. God, please help me to get over this hurt that I feel toward, you know, insert name here. You'll find that, that, that God will probably bring someone along who will share their story. They'll share their story. They'll give you a piece of advice. And you will encounter the love, the grace, the strength of God through another person. Cameron, I want to thank all our listeners who have continued to support our station. We are overwhelmed. We've got some big announcements coming up. We've been working around, almost literally around the clock, getting some things in place. We've already implemented some changes. We've got some big changes, positive changes coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, one of the big changes we've already implemented, and we were talking about this off air, just how well uh, Karen Dixon is sounding in absolutely, drive. And, absolutely. Uh, uh, Karen is uh, just picked up the, the, the drive segment. So if you've been driving home listening to um, some mindless noise, you, you do yourself a favour. Tune back into WFM on your way home. 
from 3 until uh, 6 and you will enjoy some pretty sensible talks some pretty pleasant music some pretty pleasant interviews that Karen's also lined up as well in that segment as well just doing a great great thing as well so that's uh, Karen Dixon on Drive each day Monday to Friday you'll you'll hear that and we've got some more changes coming up positive changes that we'll be announcing soon Cameron and I'll be back next Wednesday okay look forward to that thank you Dr Andrew Corbett this is YFM it's 9.35 now news headlines next and then Malcolm joins us from the Weather Bureau after that